0: Hello and welcome into the fog.net podcast. My name is Michael Swain, the Kansas B writer for 24 seven sports, really fired up at the episode we have coming your way. We're talking to uh, Jared Johnson, who covers Texas tech for 24 seven sports. We're going to dive into the upcoming matchup between KU and Texas tech. Jared does a great job of covering the red Raiders. So make sure you're checking out his work throughout the course of the week and, and see what they got going on over there. But Jared, I, this is Joey McGuire second year. Um, what's it like covering him from the outside? He seems like a, a high energy guy that would be a, a pretty fun coach to cover, but being there and being on the beat, what's it like to cover him.
1: Yeah. First off, Michael, thanks for having me on and uh, right back at you. You do a great job covering KU, uh, for us, you know, at two, four, seven, 247. seven. 247. Uh, I really appreciate being on. Yeah. Joey McGuire is great. You know, he is, uh, He's very generous with his time, not just with the media, but with everyone. That's kind of a, well, it's not kind of, it is a big part of his personality is that he believes in that. He's one of those guys who has a talent for remembering like one one small uh, experience with someone from like 20 years ago, you know, that would seem insignificant and somebody thinks, oh, you, know, you probably don't remember me. He's like, I remember where you were, when it was, what we were doing, that kind of thing, you know, and he makes people feel very important. he's talking to him which obviously helps in recruiting and all types of aspects uh with the program but uh i think the biggest thing this year is the not meeting the expectations you know Mm -hmm. i think he's handled that about as good as one could expect you know i mean there was a lot of expectations in terms of tech being where kansas is really to be honest Mm -hmm. and uh tech hasn't hasn't measured up to those expectations so there's you know the fan base is disappointed but from my perspective, I think McGuire has done a good job in terms of dealing with the fallout from that.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, there's going to be a yearly award now of the team that I think in the offseason gets a lot of the praise and maybe falls a little bit mm-hmm. short, right? Texas Tech, I feel like was one of those this past mm-hmm. offseason. But, man, you go back to Baylor the year before, Iowa State the year before that, like the team that everyone kind of goes in the season and says, hey, they're the dark horse, watch out. It, it's hard to meet those expectations, obviously. The injury to Tyler Shuck does not help. But what do you think has contributed to Texas Tech having a rough year where last year, right, they were a really good team and won a lot of games. And this year it seems like it's just been a more of a slog for them. So what do you think are just kind of the contributing factors to that?
1: Well, one, and I'll get the obvious out of the way, is the turnover differential. They've been really terrible for most of the year in terms of turnover mm-hmm. differential. I think anybody who knows anything or follows the sport knows how important that is. Uh, Two game losing stretch to Kansas State and uh, at BYU, which is a team Tech was clearly better than, but had their Mm true freshman quarterback playing uh, and turned the ball over uh, three times in that game or five Mm -hmm. times in that game. Excuse me. uh, And three times against Kansas State. Yeah, they were negative eight, a combined (laughs) negative eight in the turnover department in those two games that played a big role, obviously, in in Mm -hmm. the losing. But it's not just that. Um, they haven't had uh, the pass the pass rush that was expected, um, mm-hmm. and also the uh, in terms of the passing game, whether it's been Shuck, Morton's been the best out of, out of the three, or true freshman Jake Strong, the usual pass re- passing efficiency that you know that all Texas Tech fans have come to expect for really this whole century just hasn't been there. It just mm-hmm. it hasn't. It doesn't matter where they've played for the most part, who the quarterback's been, and uh, who they played even. It's just just hasn't been there. I think part of that's the receiving core, for the most part, especially uh, the outside receivers haven't really measured up. And then, again, uh, no pass rush on the defensive side or very little pass rush uh, means very little turnovers. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's a really bad mix. You throw all that together.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk quarterbacks because, you know, Shook is someone that cooked KU last year in this game, right? Isn't – at least to me, someone that I think of as a big runner and there he was scrambling for first downs. He made a lot of plays. Um, obviously he's hurt now. And I thought Lance Leipold, he made an interesting point when he brought up Morton, the current starting quarterback. I didn't realize he was such a highly regarded recruit where Leipold made a good point, right? There are a lot of good quarterbacks that have gone to tech and at least in the internet recruiting like era, right? He's the highest ranked of them all. He's like the seventh highest ranked, um, recruit ever to go to Texas tech. Like I did not know that. So walk us through kind of what this quarterback room has looked like this year. I know injuries have been a big part. So what have you kind of seen from just the room and, and what you've seen from Morton who will start this Saturday?
1: Yeah. Chuck was the starter coming out of the off season and they knew, you know, he was going to be the guy he led them, including the KU uh, four straight victories to end the season was MVP of the Texas bowl and uh, Texas big win over Ole Miss. But didn't really look right, even you know, before he was injured uh, to start this season. He just seemed a little nervous or tentative, where he had been so aggressive at the end of last year. It was pretty weird. It was like he had been tentative early in his career. Then he kind of said he threw caution to the wind and just went out there and played. And you know, he balled. Let's be honest, he was really he uh, he played really well, which was a big part of the optimism uh, having him come back and a lot of the, a lot of the starters uh, on offense and, and you know, up front on defense. But he just didn't look the same. Then he got hurt. And then Baron Morton got hurt in that same game against West Virginia. He uh, had a third degree uh, AC sprain in his throwing shoulder. And so he didn't look the same. And then he got hurt his back in addition to his shoulder against Kansas State. So they pulled him uh, at halftime. And then the, the true freshman, Jake Straw, who I like. But I mean, getting your first collegiate snap in the middle of a game against the defending Big 12 champs is not a great recipe for success. Mm-hmm. He also, against BYU, didn't play very, very good either. So, uh, you know, we'll have to check back and see about Jake Strong. But Baron Morton, yeah, was a four-star recruit, uh, Elite 11 finalist, has a very quick release. One of the quickest releases of any quarterback I've ever seen, especially when he's healthy, is more of the gunslinger uh, mentality kind of of guy. He will take chances, but he's been more, like, efficient this year. I don't know if it's because of the injury, so he's kind of holding back a little bit, but he's actually been better because of that. I, I feel like, mm. you know, he's, he's been more choosy uh, in terms of, of when he decides to go for it. Uh, yeah. He can run, but he's not like a, like a, like a huge threat running. He's more of a guy to extend the play just outside the pocket to look for a big play with his arm
0: downfield. Interesting. And I want to get to the running game in a minute. Cause I, I love Tex running back, but you mentioned the wide receivers in your answer a minute ago and we include tight ends here too. Like what are the targets that Morton is throwing to? Like what what are we looking at here in terms of just broader in the big 12? Do you think it's a, a middle big 12, top big 12, bottom big 12, like the receiving core and tight ends? Like what exactly is kind of tech working with here? Cause we know they like to go up tempo, but you know, the targets, who, what are we looking at?
1: Potential wise, it's good, but in terms of production this year, and I don't know if it's just the receivers Because there's been like a guy have a good game here, a guy have a good game there, but nobody consistently doing enough, if that makes sense. And it's a lot of the guys who made enough plays last year. So it's guys that had really good, especially at the end of the season, like uh, Jaron Bradley. I think he had a good game against Kansas. I know he did against Oklahoma and Ole Miss towards the end of the year, but he's had a disappointing season. Mm. Uh, Miles Price is a veteran player and a pretty good punt returner, by the way, uh, as well. And he's he's the starting inside receiver. Xavier White, another senior who's played a lot at running back and uh, inside receiver. Uh, he had a pretty nice game last, last week. Koi uh, Aiken is a new name, uh, another outside receiver. I believe he had eight catches last week for around 70 yards. This is really his first year playing at this level, and uh, last year he was hurt and redshirted, but they really like him. Those are the the main guys. In terms of tight ends Uh Mason thorpe has been hurt with a concussion been out for a long time. And that's kind of a concern. And so, uh, Baylor cup, a former five-star recruit who, tra- who went to Texas A&M, he had his own like series of injuries, like major injuries, but recovered, transferred to tech. And he's been pretty good. He just doesn't get a lot of targets. They use him uh, as a blocker more than as a receiver. So, yeah. but I mean, he has a couple of touchdowns this year. He's a good player. And, uh, you know, I. He's definitely somebody to watch in terms of he you know he's capable especially in the red zone uh making mm-hmm. some
0: plays oh, man I love text text running back Taj Brooks like when I watched I watched all of the the TCU game um, last Thursday night and just watching that guy run looks like a lot of fun you know and it feels like he makes a lot of guys miss um, forces a lot of guys to to make really difficult tackles and he's hard to bring down what have you thought of tech's run game? Cause I think if you look at, I've got the numbers here for a YouTube audience, like in terms of EPA running the ball, number seven in the country, like they're very, very good at running the ball. So is this unit been better than what you expected? And, and just what have you thought about the way Taj Brooks has played this year?
1: Well, we expected Taj Brooks to have a great season. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of our previews, we said that, and uh, one of our main riders, Joe Yeager, that was like his main point at a preview. Is like, watch out, Taj Brooks is going to have one of the best seasons, maybe even in tech football history, and he's on his way to doing that. He needs to finish strong. But I think the biggest concern was would offensive coordinator Zach Kitley feature him enough, or would he want to air it out? You know, I mean, he's a disciple mm-hmm. of Cliff Kingsbury, and then off the whole air—it's not an air raid per se, but it's off that that tree. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. That was the concern. And at times this year, it's been like, you know, you have Taj back there. The passing game has been inefficient. Feed him the ball. And that's what they've done here recently. Uh, I think he's had over 30, yeah, 31 carries each of the last two games. And uh, he made like a ridiculous amount of uh, TCU defenders missed last week. I think he had a NCAA leading like 14 or 15 uh, forced missed tackles broke broken tackles last week Mm. so i mean the offensive line prefers to run block which most offensive linemen do uh but this one this group especially really excels at run blocking compared to pass blocking but in the end it's taj brooks being taj brooks i mean you look at whoever the second leading uh like running back rusher is that's cameron valdez and that's really only off like one or two games uh, it's it's the Taj Brooks show, and uh, he is a special running
0: hmm. Let's flip the other side because I think at least when I think about Texas Tech, I think about being a better maybe pass defense than run defense. But you look at their numbers, right? I think it's about fourth in the Big Twelve, third in the Big Twelve, in run defense this year. Uh, they've been really good. So the front seven, you know, what exactly have they returned from last year? Obviously, they had a first round NFL draft pick leave, but. What did they return from last year, and do you feel like that unit took a step forward from last season?
1: Well, they've had some injuries. Uh, Jacob Rodriguez was supposed to be, like, the guy, the leader and the guy, team captain, all that stuff, in the middle of their defense at inside linebacker, and he got hurt. Actually, he forced a fumble and recovered it in and, and the season opener in the first quarter against Wyoming, and, and an offensive lineman, like, awkwardly fell on his foot, hurt his foot. He missed uh, like the next seven games, and that forced Ben Roberts, a redshirt freshman, to step in and play a lot. He's been really good, actually 6'3, 230, could really run. He's one of those guys. He was the lowest rated guy or one of the lowest rated guys on the uh, commitment list, but is just a good football player and has really developed quickly. uh Like I said, leads the team in, in tackles, does a little bit of everything, you know, gets some. Tackles in the backfield, has a couple sacks, has an interception, has a force fumble. But I think everything really starts with Texas Tech's defense with Jalen Hutchings. He was a preseason all Big 12 performer. Uh, he's up there. He may be leading the team in sacks from his nose guard position. He's six foot, 305 pounds. So he doesn't have a big frame or anything like that. He started, I believe this will be his 56th, either his 56th or 57th start at Texas Tech. He'll be playing Kansas for the sixth time, so Kansas fans might remember him. I mean, with the COVID and all, you know, all you know, with all the uh, extra eligibility for this yeah. era, this weird era of football, he's one of those guys who's been around forever. And uh, the interesting thing about him is he is like super athletic. I mean, he could squat like six hundred and something pounds, but he also ran for over eight hundred yards as a junior in high school at a really high classification in Texas football because their starting running back went down. Here's a six foot two hundred and seventy five pound bowling ball. They just put him in the backfield and he tore it up, you know? Uh so while he doesn't have the big frame, really nimble, very athletic for a guy that size, and uh obviously has a ton of experience. I mean he is mm. the definition of a grown man playing college football at this point.
0: Yeah. And then the secondary, I think this is now where you you will kind of the other side, right? And- tech yeah, really you know, highly, you know like in the run defense so passing secondary what have you thought about the way they've played
1: you know I think that the sometimes stats are misleading you know um mm. don't get me wrong the secondary isn't like amazing or anything like that but <clears throat> it's not terrible they have veteran guys Malik Dunlap 6-3 corner started multiple years Rashad Williams same thing 6-3 corner started multiple years uh Dadrian Taylor Demerson's a very good safety he's one of their I think he He's either leaves or he's up there in terms of solo tackles he had two interceptions last week including the game clinching interception against tcu mm. uh, he was like a all-state running back in oklahoma won multiple state titles and uh rushing titles who got converted to safety so he's an interesting dude <clears throat> uh, some of the other safeties are kind of they've been moving parts around everybody has that hybrid outside linebacker safety position and they they switched a couple of guys. They had C.J. Baskerville who transferred in from uh, San Diego State, starting there for most of the year. But now they have him a boundary safety, which is really more uh, his natural position. They switched him with Tyler Owens, who was one of the most athletic guys, 6'2", 215, mm-hmm. could really run. He had like a 10, 5 one hundred or something in the wow. state track. Yeah, I mean he's he's a really good guy. He's a former four star guy who went high four star guy who went to Texas originally. And then transfer to tech. And he's good. He's a little over-aggressive sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. which hey, some it's like boom or bust. He'll make a big play and then he'll take a bad angle and it'll lead to a big play. So uh it's it's not a great secondary, but I I it's better than the stats. They they they're aggressive, Tim DeRuder, the defensive coordinator, and a lot of times they'll put he'll put his corners in just one-on-one situations. You know, don't get me wrong, they make plays, but also against these big 12 receiving corners and they get, they get beat sometimes too.
0: What special teams, I think for KU, at least, I think you've seen a lot of improvement this year in special teams. Fuel goal kicking has struggled, you know, the last couple of weeks, but I think generally it returns coverage. KU's been pretty good. Is tech good, bad? What do you think?
1: Very good. And I think that's one of my keys to this game. And I know it's not sexy to talk about special teams, but Kansas does have a very good special team. I mean, they have a very, like, they're good. That's Joe McGuire. We're talking about it in the press conference. Like, uh, we could have talked about about special teams, right? You know, I mean, but we could have talked about that for a long time because, I mean, you can see big momentum swings. I mean, Tech may have lost to Houston if they didn't have a big performance from their special teams. They had a punt return for a touchdown and a block punt for a touchdown, and I think they won by twenty-one. So that was, I mean, that was a big part of the game. And it was, at that moment, it was really close. It was back and forth. Uh, I mentioned Miles Price. He's a good punt returner. He's been good. He's one of the best punt returners Tech's had in quite some time uh, really it goes back maybe in a decade uh, he, he's a veteran guy so he's been doing it for a while i know kansas has good pump return teams and uh that's going to be an interesting matchup to see who does what uh Jerry mccray as i think he has a kick return it, either for a touchdown or one that set up a touchdown really long one, uh and is a speedy guy so uh the kicker uh gino garcia he struggled in the opener, but since then has been great. Last week had a 55-yarder, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he's a big leg. Uh, the punter Austin Magnamara, in terms of statistically, he's up there with like some of the best in Big 12 history. So hmm. I, I mean, special, Tech special teams is really good. And Kenny Perry is the uh, who spent a long time at, at Kansas on uh, mm-hmm. back in the day in the coaching staff is the special teams coordinator, and uh, he, he's also the running backs coach. Two position groups that are really doing well. Uh, so he's done a really good job uh, for the Red Raiders this year.
0: Love it. So you mentioned your, one of your keys was going to be special teams. What else are you watching for on Saturday? What, what are the other keys you got?
1: Well, clearly uh, both teams can run the ball. And, I, you know, Devin Neal, I'm, I'm as big a fan of his as you are with Taj Brooks. I mean, I, he's great. And then Bain is such a threat with his – I mean, with his arm too, but with his legs, Tech has been susceptible to that. Kansas State, Avery Johnson ran. I mean, he could have ran for eight touchdowns if he wanted to. He had five, uh, but he could have had eight if he wanted to. I mean, I think he sat down at the end uh, and just ran the clock instead of scoring. So quarterbacks have been a problem in terms of with their legs, uh, really as much as with their arm. Uh, hmm. So that's something to watch. How, Which team does a better job of containing the other team's running game? I mean, what Kansas runs for 200 yards a game or something like that almost, Tech runs for 175, which is spearheaded by Taj, which who's going to control the line of scrimmage, you know? Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a big part of it because Kansas, it seems, you know better than me, of course, does so much off the running game, you know, all the option, all the motion, totally. all the getting defenses off. Like, this looks like it's going to be a run to this side based off this motion, this formation, and then they play action or have some kind of RPO action or something that net springs a big play. That's what it looks like to me. Not covering them like you do all all the time Mm -hmm. so to me it seems like tech needs to stop the run first before it gets to that point you know uh and vice versa because Barry Morton has while he hadn't put up monster numbers he's he's been efficient playing off Taj's success if that makes sense you know I mean teams are are really starting to they figured it out Taj Brooks is special that's what tech does best so they've been trying to load up you know in the box and, and stop him Barron's done a good job off of that. So I think in staying with Barron, he's got to protect the football. And I, Again, I know you can always say turnovers, but what, Kansas has, what, four defensive touchdowns this year or something like that I read, uh, I think, in the game notes, like mm-hmm. among the leaders or maybe tied for the lead in terms of defensive touchdowns this year. So, yeah, I mean, with the defense helping the off, that explosive offense out like that, it's no wonder Kansas is having so much success this year. Tech can't afford – Lawrence to be throwing pick sixes or having uh Jayhawks scooping scores that's
0: for sure yeah totally love it I think you hit on I think I'm in line with everything you said like it's a line of scrimmage game who wins and then Jason Bean can be erratic at times he was really really good against Iowa State but he can be erratic so that's I'm spot on with you um that's what I got for you Jared for folks that want to check out more of your stuff you know where can they find you
1: Yeah, at Johnson Jarrett on Twitter and at TTU247 as well as the Inside the Red Raiders uh, handle.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, Jarrett, thanks a bunch, and hopefully we get a, a good game on Saturday